0: Good morning, Osmo. Good morning. Welcome to the strangest uh, video gathering that we've ever had. So this obviously is a unique situation, (laughs) and we're hoping to make the the best of it. Um, So Pastor Ron, I have a few things to share with you. Uh, Lord willing, this will be a blessing and encouragement to you. (laughs) Sorry about that. If you want to take your Bibles with me, uh, we're going to be looking uh, in 1 Peter together. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. But before we kind of launch in here this morning, let me just have a word of prayer and ask for the Lord's help in the next few minutes. Lord, you are good and kind. Um, Lord, your mercies endure forever. And um, Lord, we just pray that you would draw near to us in the next few minutes would you help us to see what we need to see would you encourage us in you lord as this morning we don't have the opportunity to gather uh, i pray that you would help us to uh, remember your love for us remember how you have knit us together and lord encourage us in you from your word in jesus name i pray amen Now have you ever walked through an unfamiliar neighborhood late at night, or been in your house and heard a strange noise that you didn't know where it was coming from? And in those moments, how do you feel? Afraid. And this is only natural because fear of the uncertainty is a very human thing. Uncertainty, not knowing the future, can be scary. The reality is, is that we're all living with a lot of uncertainty in our world right now. You know, this pandemic and the ensuing state of emergency no doubt even put the most stoic of us on edge. But even though our um, local, state, national, government, officials and everyone is trying to do their best, uh, none of us really knows what's going to happen. And so that can put our hearts unsettled. and. And make us uneasy about what's going on. The, the fact of the matter is, we don't know what's going to happen. And, and that, that just brings out the reality that the world can be a scary place to live in. Sometimes people naively think that, well, I'm a Christian, so man, my, my life is all together. Or if I follow Jesus, everything will pan out. But that's a naive way of looking at the world. In fact, the Bible and Jesus himself time and time again warns us. That when you are in the world, you will still face frightening things. For instance, over in John 16, verse 33, Jesus says, In this world, you will have trouble. Living in this fallen, broken world, even following Jesus, we will have trouble in this world. Or consider these words from the Savior. You will even be betrayed by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends. They will kill some of you. You will be hated by everyone because of my name. It doesn't sound like Jesus expected everything in his followers' lives to go smooth as silk. He realized that they would have difficult times in this world. Jesus never had a Pollyanna view of reality or stuck his hand in the sand. He expected his followers to face some frightening circumstances in their lives. But here's the good news. Look, Jesus never calls us to be fearless but to fear less than we trust him. God knows that in this world there are frightening things. This is just part of the reality of living in the world in which we live. God never says, hey, don't be afraid of anything or never face frightening circumstances. No, no. He knows that we will have fearful circumstances in our lives. But rather, he calls us to fear those circumstances less than we trust in him. This sounds all well and good, but as we all know, doing something like that is much harder than saying it. So how do we trust the Lord when facing fearful circumstances? I think that's probably a question that we're all asking right now. How do we trust the Lord when life is scary? I think the Word of God, thankfully, has a good word for us in that. So look over at 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. It simply says this. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your cares on him because he cares about you. So I want to make just two very brief observations this morning from this text of scripture, and I want to give us some keys to living by faith in fearful time. So what do you do when things are scary, and how do you live by faith in the midst of that? Let me give you step number one. Step number one is simply this, right out of the text, cast your cares on the Lord. When we face a situation like this temptation that we're all in right now, it is tempting to meditate on our cares, on our burdens, on the circumstances, and start playing the what-if game, right? We've all played this game in the last few days. What if this happens? Well, then I'll do this. What if that happens? Then I'll do that. What if this and that happens? Well, then I did that ad infinitum. And we go round and round and round and round. So we spend sleepless nights, trying to imagine every eventuality. And our stomach ends up tied up in knots because we're worrying about things. But the simple truth of the matter is, is these things are really out of our control. And while I'm not arguing that we shouldn't seek to be informed, please do, please read articles, please study, please watch the news, please pay attention to what's going on. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't take every reasonable precaution. That's why we're not having service this morning because we're trying to take a reasonable precaution. What I am saying is this, um, life's burdens are not meant for your shoulders. Life's burdens are not meant for your shoulders. God doesn't want you to bear the burdens of this life on your own shoulders. In fact, that word cast, that word cast in 1 Peter chapter 5, cast your cares on the Lord. It's the same word used over in the Gospel of Luke. And here's what, what it says there. Then they brought it to Jesus, speaking of a donkey, and after throwing or casting, this is the same word, their clothes on the colt, they helped Jesus get on it. I think this gives us a, a beautiful word picture for what the Lord wants us to do with our kids. The disciples brought this donkey to Jesus and they took their cloaks and they cast them on the donkey for Jesus to ride. Well, what happened in that moment? The disciples were no longer bearing the cloaks on their own shoulders. They they were no longer carrying them around, but they were allowing the donkey to carry it for them. And I think that's the same idea that the Lord has here. He's saying, when you are facing fearful times, I want you to cast, take those burdens off your shoulders. They're not meant for you. Cast them on to me. Here's Here's the beautiful thing. Do you have fears? Of course you do. So by all means, take precautions. By all means, seek to be informed. Do all of that that is in your power to do. But at the end of the day, remember this simple truth. God delights to be your burden bearer. God wants your cares. He's saying, throw them on me. I want them. My shoulders are broad enough. Just listen to the scripture over and over again. Our kind God reminds us of this reality. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. Psalm 55, 22. Even to your old age, I am he. And to to gray hairs, I will carry you. I have made you, and I will bear. I will carry you, and I will save. Isaiah 46, 4. And Matthew 11, 28. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The cares that we currently face are way above our pay grade. The good news is that God wants us to take, God wants us to bring them to him and he has the broadest shoulders in the universe. I don't know what that means for you. Maybe it means like symbolically every day you need to take a jacket, take it off your shoulders and put it on a chair and say, Lord, these burdens are not mine anymore. These cares are not mine anymore. I've done what I can. I've washed my hands. I've sanitized my house. I've done everything that I know how But Lord, I need you to take these cares. Let's be people who humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and realize that we are finite human beings, not meant to bear life's burdens on our own. The Lord invites us. He he urges us. He delights in us bringing our cares before him. So let's look at him as our all-sufficient burden bearer. So that's step number one, cast your cares on the Lord. The second thing is simply this step number two believe that god cares for you so why does god want us to give our burdens to him he says cast them on Me." why is that the case well the text tells us very plainly look at what it says casting all your cares on him because he cares about you look it isn't isn't this a wonderful truth the almighty sovereign of the universe wants your worries he wants them because he cares about you he doesn't want you to walk around with a load of care on your shoulders because he loves you you know have you ever seen a little kid doing something that was just beyond their ability i think of my children when they were learning to tie their shoes and you know a little four or five year old trying to tie their shoes oftentimes like they just can't quite get it and so you watch them there and they're struggling with it and they're fumbling with it And they just cannot get it done. I remember times in my heart where I'm watching them. And and in my heart, because I care about that little child, I want to jump in there and tie their shoes for them. I want to bear their burden in one sense. And the Lord wants to bear your burdens because he cares for you in an infinitely greater way than any earthly father loves his heavenly, his, his earthly children. Our heavenly father loves us in a greater way. Yes, The situation we find ourselves is challenging, but God cares. The reality is, though, that fears tempt us to think things like this. God doesn't care. If he did, I wouldn't be in this mess. I've got to look out for myself. I'm just not sure that God is going to come through in the end. We are often tempted to believe when we're facing trying, fearful situations that God does not care. But the fact of the matter is this. Every weed of worry is rooted in the lie that God does not care. But God does care. He does. And the scripture reminds us over and over that when we're overcome by worry, hey, go back to God's word and believe, believe, believe that God cares for you. Brothers and sisters, what more can God do to demonstrate his love for us? Romans chapter 8 says it so powerfully. He, God did not even spare his own son, but offered him up for us all. How will not also grant with him, I'm sorry, with him grant us everything? Who can bring an accusation against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more has been raised. He also is at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress... Or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword, or a pandemic, or a state of emergency? No, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God cares about you. He sent his son to make that plain. Jesus died on the cross and rose again and lives in you and works in you on a daily basis to demonstrate that your heavenly father cares. You may be tempted that God has forgotten you. You may may be tempted to be afraid or overwhelmed with worry, but let's be folks that cast our cares on the Lord and believe deeply in our heart that we can do that because his shoulders are broad enough to take them, and that he deeply cares for us. Church, I know this is a challenging time and I know there's lots of temptations and this is an unusual thing that we haven't faced many of us in our lifetime. And yet the Lord, in his grace and kindness, wants us to run to him with our cares. So Pastor Ross is going to come right now and share with us just some strategies about how we can think about this and practically apply casting our
1: cares on the Lord and letting him bear our burdens. Thank you, Ryan. Hello, Gospel Hill Church family. Um, so now look at this last passage that uh, Pastor Ron just read for us and talking about how Paul is personally persuaded that Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor death, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I want to challenge you in this way and encourage you in this way. Uh, are there things that you are very specifically fearful of um, that maybe they're not found on this list? I want to uh, encourage you in three ways, and that's you saw in one of the previous communications we sent out, That really our anthem during this time, regardless of how long it lasts, is we want to be people who focus on communing with the Lord, connecting with one another and also caring for one another. And so when you think about that, to commune with the Lord during times like these throughout the scriptures, God has always wanted his people to draw near to him past classic passages like second chronicles chapter 7 verse 14 when the lord tells us that if my people who are called by my name will will seek his face and turn from their wicked ways and they'll repent and they'll come to him that he'll hear them from heaven and he will do what he will heal their land mm-hmm. so the lord is equally interested in both our spiritual welfare as well as our material uh, and temporal welfare i want to ask you when it comes to communing with the lord that you would do this if you were at EQUIP just a couple of weeks ago, our brother Zach trained us in this, the whole virtue of journaling. And here's an opportunity to kind of bring it all together. Would you maybe sit down and write down two to three things that you're really fearful of at this time? And would you pray this passage of scripture from Romans that we just covered about all the things that cannot separate us from the love of God? Would you insert your concerns in that passage and pray that? Pray that with your specific fears kind of filling in the blanks. So this is the real stuff that you might be threatened to believe is separating you from the love of God. Would you do that? Would you do that as part of your journaling, as well as part of capturing and identifying some of your fears? Now, I also remember that in the scriptures, when the apostle Paul would talk to the Philippian church over in uh, chapter one, uh, he would talk about how he has been praying for them uh, without ceasing and every time he goes before the Lord, he also remembers them. Well, Paul was at great distance from them, but also seemed to be greatly connected to them. When I look at the scriptures, it's almost impossible to commune deeply with God, but also not enrich your connection with others around you who love the Lord as well. I would ask that you would, in like manner as Paul, as you go before the Lord and we're communing with him around your fears, that you would also think very specifically about other people in your life who you believe either share in that fear, or you may be participating in fear for them. There are people in our congregation who uniquely fit in some of the risk categories by virtue of age, and you may be really concerned about them. Well, rather than allowing those names and faces to create anxiety for you, Why not incorporate their names in your prayer as you pray through Philippians chapter one, verses three through eleven and insert the names of those others who are partners with you in the gospel. So I would ask that as we commune with the Lord, that we think deeply about others who we can and also connect with them and call their names out before the Lord as well. When it comes to care, I think you see where I'm going. It'd be uh, interesting to pray deeply to the Lord and have a connection with others, whether you pick up the phone and choose to call them or choose to encourage them who you believe, just don't let names of people that you're concerned about cross your mind without in some way letting them know that you're thinking about them. The apostle Paul did it even though geographically he was not close to those saints at the church, the Philippian church. He was there with them in spirit and he was there very much with them emotionally. And so don't let uh, do what the scriptures say and that is to redeem the time. And let's talk to and, and encourage one another in psalms and in hymns. Also, I want to ask that from a care perspective, there are some of you who, based on either your past experience with conditions like these, maybe in other places that you've served, or maybe just in your past life here in the country, maybe based on your profession, you are particularly resilient and stoic at this time. You don't think it's that big of a deal. You think it's the news that's overhyping it. Well, I would like to ask those of you who are strong during this time that you would leverage your strength. Not as a critique for those who you see or feel are cowering under the weight of this, but you would leverage your strength to serve them. If there, if you feel super comfortable going to the gas station, going to the store, going to the uh, to the to the pharmacy, would you check on the members of the body to see if they might have a unique need for someone to pick up a few groceries for them, especially people who might be in that unique risk, risk category? And thus, for those of you who do find yourselves uh, in a particular uh, place of of of, of concern. Do not be ashamed to share those concerns. And so from a care perspective, let others know where you are. Don't let Satan rob you with this idea of embarrassment that if I call someone and say, you know what, man, I should have picked this prescription up two weeks ago and now I'm afraid to go out of the house. Would you let someone know? Let someone in the body know. So let's not uh, be held hostage by our fears in any regard. And if you're one of those people that's just kind of fearlessly maneuvering around and doing your thing, would you? maybe utilize some of that robustness that you have during this time and actually leverage it to serve uh, some other folks in the body so we want to just call um uh, just call the body uh to be just commune go before the lord regularly we want his narrative to permeate our hearts over all the other narratives and would you connect with others check on them if their names cross your heart or mind would you just check in on people even if you haven't seen them and then would you also just wherever you are if you need to be cared for don't be ashamed And if you feel like you're you're handling this well, would you get out there and help some other people who may uh, really be um, uh, carrying a lot of weight right now and don't know exactly what to do next? All right. So thank you, family. Uh, We are now going to spend some time together in prayer around some very specific things and just ask that you would uh, join us uh, as we pray uh, through a few items.
0: Yeah, as a, uh, as a family of churches, there's been kind of a call to prayer to ask about some particular areas. And uh, so we'd like to lead Gospel Hope in just a time of prayer. So I'll, I'll ask Pastor Rob to lead us in this first two, and then I'll kind of close this out. So the first thing we're going to pray about is just asking God to stop this pandemic and save lives. And we have some scripture passages.
1: We just encourage you to kind of pray along with us as we go through this process. Amen. Uh, so, Lord God, we just uh, in, in keeping with your words, says, indeed the Lord's arm is not too weak to say and his ear is not too deaf to hear. Father, in the name of Jesus, you have always been on the scene throughout the history of Scripture when it comes to large global phenomenon, whether it be clashes of kingdoms, whether it be the fall, the flood. Uh, whether it be the Tower of Babel, whether it be the bringing down of Egypt to its knees, you've always been embedded and on the scene and active whenever something impacts world powers. Mm. You are not a God who are ambivalent to these, and you are always leveraging these events for your glory. So for your church at this time, and our role in particular as Gospel Hope, Lord God, we beg and ask that you would show us our role in this season. And we want to expand your name. We want to glorify you. We want to advance the kingdom. We want to see souls saved. We pray, oh God, that through all of this, that you are bringing human beings, all of us, to an awareness of our brevity and our frailty and just how temporary our lives are and how desperately we need eternity. And Lord God, in that, Create an opening in our hearts to hear the gospel afresh if we've never heard it before. Give us a boldness to share the gospel with those outside of us who are who are in various capacities either freaking out or maybe balling up their fists and have a response. Anything other than that is, that is given by the gospel um, to this particular um, time. So, Lord God, we pray for boldness and we also pray that you would open our eyes and, and give us awareness of those who really are, uh, Lord God, just operating with open hearts because they are uniquely reminded of their brevity uh, during this time or the frailty of human life. Next thing we're going to pray about is uh, we want to pray that the Lord would give
0: us trust in Him. I'm sorry, I skipped one. Uh, Pray for our government leaders to have wisdom to direct us in the best course of actions. Um, And also, I would add to this, we have some folks in our congregation that are kind of on the front lines in this. We have folks that work at the CDC. We have doctors and physicians and other people in the medical field. So we just want to pray that all of those in leadership positions or are out there engaging with some of this directory
1: directly would
0: have grace and strength. So, Rob, would you lead us once again, brother? Yeah.
1: The Lord's Word says, I urge you that petitions and prayers and intercessions and thanksgiving be made for kings and all those who are in authority. Lord God Almighty, we thank you for the world... World Health Organization, that you by your omniscience has allowed men all over the globe, men and women all over the globe with varying levels of expertise, Lord God and knowledge, to be able to craft plans to help us in times like these. We thank you, Lord God, uh, for uh, the the internet and, Lord God, its scope and all of the strategies and things that allow us to communicate across, Lord God, uh, the continents. We thank you, Lord God, for the leadership of this country, regardless of party affiliation or one's appreciation of their personality or their policies. We thank you, Lord God, for leadership because you work through national leadership. We ask, oh God, that you would lead and guide national leaders at various levels, at all levels, the state, the local, and also national and global leadership, Lord God, to make, Lord God, right and sound decisions based on the details that they have in front of us. I pray, oh God, that for those uh, in the powers that be that may not be committed fully to making decisions that serve the best interest, that you would providentially move, and even by circumstances, force their hand to where they would, Lord God, by default, have to make the right move. So, Lord God, we just pray your grace and mercy, and that you would make your uh, make yourself obvious, Lord God, in, uh, in a way that you're providentially moving amongst our leaders. I pray also, all, also Lord God, that you are grabbing the hearts of world leaders during Time and those who may have a soft or a wrong position on who you are, Mm. or no position at all, those who may be functional atheists but may not be telling it to the public. I pray, oh God, that this global concern would actually grip them deeply and also cause their hearts, Lord God, to take a step toward you. Mm. Um, This is our prayer uh, in Jesus' name. We also, Lord God, ask for those uh, professionals who are on the front line in every rank in our Mm. congregation and beyond, Lord God, that they're eyes lord god would not uh dip and and focus only on the circumstances but they would continue to look up and see you and know that their help does not come from the hills but it comes from the lord god almighty the maker of heaven and earth so keep lord god our frontline professionals uh duly encouraged and also lord god keep them bold with the gospel so that their peers to their left and right who serve with them when they ask about the hope that they have in them they will be ready to give an answer we pray in jesus name Amen. amen
0: Then we want to pray that the Lord would give us trust in him and his word, very similar to what we were talking about in the message a few minutes ago. Teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Oh, Father, would you help us to trust you? Give us faith that is greater than our fears. Help us to run to your word. Help us to remember your promises. Help us to remember your character. And, Lord, to lean into you. Lord, I I pray that we wouldn't be foolish, that we wouldn't be unreasonable. But, Lord, I pray that Gospel Hope Church would be marked by people of faith who are living out their Christian convictions, living in confidence that you are who you said you are and you do what you say you will do in the midst of this trying and difficult time. Lord, I pray that you would encourage us, strengthen us in the faith by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And finally, one more kind of emphasis here. We want to ask God to use this global crisis to advance the gospel. Here's the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 1, verse 12, where he's in prison, and he says this, Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually advanced the gospel. God can take bad things and work them for good. So let's pray that God does that in our city, in our world. Lord Jesus, you are the master of all things. You are the king. Father, you are the sovereign one and you can draw a straight line with a crooked stick. And Lord, I pray that you would use this this thing that seems to be evil. And Lord, would you turn it about for good? Would you spread the gospel? Would you cause the body of Christ to rise up uniquely? Would you allow the mission uh, of seeing the world come to the feet of Jesus be expanded even because of this difficult situation? Lord, I pray that you, you would kind of use these difficulties to, to blow away the chaff in our life, the things that aren't important, and give us a re-emphasis on what really matters. And Lord, I pray that you would exalt the name of Jesus. I pray as a result of this, that people would come to know the Savior. Father, we need you. In Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Gospel Hope, we're so thankful for all of you, and we're saddened that we can't gather, but happy that the Lord is let us live in an era of technology where this is not that complicated and we're able to kind of connect. Um, so thankful for you. So be looking for uh, communication from us. We're going to kind of take it day by day, week by week and see what happens. So be on the lookout for that. Also, just because we haven't been able to connect here today in person, look for some things from Pastor Rod and I in particular over the next few days. We want to just continue to shepherd you and pastor you. If you need us, please feel free to reach out to us. We are your pastors, even though we're not able to be face-to-face right now as much as we would like to be. Uh, We love you and really grateful to pastor this congregation. You guys are a blessing to us. Pastor Rod, anything kind of say to the folks?
1: No, um looking forward to communing with the Lord and also just lifting your name before the Lord over these next few days. So hope to see you soon. And if not, I'll definitely be communicating when you get through email.
0: Amen. Well, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in.